Ah. Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it, what What it fucking do, though? Joe, I want you to tell motherfuckers who we have on Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest on today. You sound like a circus announcer right now. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Now, for the thugs out there listening to this, Uh, you you may know him as a fellow bulldog. Oh, shit. Bringing it back to to the layers. Okay. Okay. You may know him from Passion of the Weiss. Passion of the motherfucking Weiss. Runs a column in LA Weekly. Uh, staff writer for Pitchfork. Tell him, Joe. Not a staff writer for no, Pitchfork. Writer. What? Contributor. Contributor. Good friends. Good friends. We hang out occasionally. You dig? Yeah. When Wikipedia fucks you up. You know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. <laughs> one of, one of the, the most legendary voices and writers in LA and, mm. uh, and just a, such a true voice for music yeah. um, and hip hop as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jeff Weiss to the stage. What's good, y'all? Thanks for uh, Jeff. Thanks for having wise. me. Thank you for thank you for being here. Yeah, it's here. beautiful. Like literally, I want to call my mom right now. Tell her I made it. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Jeff, like it, it's crazy because like when 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 legends come in the building and and I know I, look. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's be hold reasonable on. here. No, hold on. Like when, legend, when legends tight. are like Prince. I'm hey, like when ti- when Titans right. walk through the building. Yeah, no, walk through no, the doorway. You, you know why? And I'll tell you why. I was a young kid coming up, and, and while I was in, thrown into this game, your voice was one of the most prominent voices for me. Well, I apologize. Right? So, <laughs> so in that respect, like, yeah, you, you I'm have- sorry to everyone. You, no, you are a legend, you. right? And you're still creating your legend, but for me, like, you're fucking legendary. And I'm going to let it be known, and I'm going to apologize because I know when cats get showered with compliments. I'm going to give this like, to my mom. I'm going to tell my mom, but like, honestly, I had a real job. See, for real. This whole time, I had for a real, real job, and all those drugs were a good tax write-off. They literally were a great tax write-off. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that you can't write off drugs, though, because it's like, honestly, like how many, I don't you know, in the creative industry on some level, not to say that journalism is creative because most of us have read journalism, but <laughs> at the same time, like it should count as a tax write off. You're like, these are my supplies. It's like pens. I can write off a fucking pen, but I can't write off weed. Do you write off pens? Yeah. I, I feel like I write off everything. I respect like, uh, it. If you're listening to the IRS, they're all valid. Yes. Everything. All expenses. They are yeah. all accounted for. Yeah. Jeff. So my, my thing is this, right? You like literally just like being able to meet you for the first time. <laughs> the, the Encyclopedia Britannica within those gorgeous locks of yours. I Google Wikipedia in your, most of the time. Well, shit. Well, then you must yeah. have a photographic fucking memory. I have a good Google right? search. <laughs> yeah. Earthlink. And, 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 like and you literally are firing portal. on all cylinders, like which which literally just like validates for me in, in the human form. The, the the writing and and the speak and the voice that you have for what you speak about right that, whether it be the culture or whether it be the artist that that you dive into and have you know conversations with or see coming up i want to dig back deeper because like i like i was talking to joe earlier and i was like there had to be something in jeff growing up and as a kid like through childhood whether it happened early on or whether something happened and like it just your being finally started firing off I want to go back to like the younger days of a native Angelino, no? Yeah, yeah. The younger days of of Jeff Weiss. Very angry, like basketball, like baseball, like the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I feel like everyone 
in, in, I always love music, you know, but I feel like growing up in Los Angeles and like, you know, being young when like the chronic comes out, it's like pretty obvious. It's like, okay, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you watch like the nothing but a G thing video and you're like, all right, Straight that, up. that's what's up. And you know, like just rap seemed to be kind of like the thing. And, um, Yo, what was, what was your first like tape? You know what? Like you had those rap tapes. Uh, my first, my first tape. I mean, it probably was like honestly, like the first album. I think was the Chronic, but I yeah, think the yeah. first tape single was Crisscrosses. I missed the bus, dude. One billion percent. Yeah. I have a great. <laughs> That's the first one I remember. So we it was like, like, like a homie was like, "Yo," because I was like a terrible dancer, of course, because I'm like me, dude. And he was like. I'm actually a great dance. No, but at the day he was like, I'm like marginal. But uh, yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, this is how to dance. And I remember I was like, that's a really awkward thing. It's like, it's like so funny to look back and you're like, yeah, you were like 10. And your friend was like, this is how you dance. And he's like dancing the crisscross across the bus. And you're like, oh my God, it's well, 1992. We'd have these. So, so Jeff and I, we went to elementary and middle school. Beverly Vista, shout out. Um, a couple years older. We used to have those dances though in like oh, were, the in the multi-purpose we room. We didn't call them lit at the time, but they probably were in hindsight. They were <laughs> unreal. Uh. I want to say like David Iches might have like DJed one like oh, yeah, a, a long time. Good, good buddy of mine. Yeah, he he actually definitely gave me my like my first. He gave me the single for gin, for gin and juice That's on on good. tape that Y'all I still have today. Uh, I bought it stolen from Peter Yoon. <laughs> <laughs> he was like shoplifting from the Music Plus like a motherfucker. Now he's a born again. I respect <laughs> shit that. happens in America. <laughs> But um, that's funny. Like, like um, going back to to hip hop at, at that young age, because I mean, yeah, for me it was crisscross. That was really the first like introduction. I mean, they're great. They're race rumber. They're amazing. Yeah. Like, although race rumber did like to be fair, took the template and really, really they ran with that. They hover converted it. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. Like Usain Bolt with it. Yeah. It's insane. They have some crazy falsettos. They're like the rap BGs all of a sudden. <laughs> now, do you did you play any instruments? Uh, no, nah, yeah, of course. Like every other asshole, I tried to rap at one point, but I'm yes. me again. It's like me dancing. It's like, but although my uh, how old were you when you started rapping? I can't even call it rapping. I mean, like I mean, you know, like just like started, but I, like, here's the thing: like, like I did my book I feel, report. I feel like <laughs> I feel if you're writing about like like music on some level, like you need to like have tried whatever it is, like on some level, to kind of have a vague understanding of what absolutely. It is. So it's like you know what I'm saying. So it's like I can listen to like Young Thug rap and be like, whoa, he is doing some crazy next level shit. I mean, in the same up. way that like Ghostface is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's funny how rap fans are like, oh, I hate you know like old school fans are like, oh, I hate Young Thug, but Ghostface, it's like I don't know, like they're both saying crazy shit and slang yeah, and right. like modulating their voice in interesting ways like yeah absolutely I just, yeah no it, it's crazy my backpack just got ripped off it did so, bro but you had, threw I it never, off. I never had I never had a backpack <laughs> I'm in Jansport you know, at BV shout out shout out yeah the, 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 the green backpack yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of BV shout outs over here yeah um, did your parents ever give you like a bootleg like my mom one time came with like a bootleg uh backpack it was like it said john sport on it <laughs> oh my it was God. like this moment where it's that's like I, it's insane. like don't you wish that you're like that's the only thing like i will say about like our entire lives not being videotaped like i would pay money to like have me 10 years old videotaped <sighs> being like john sport you got me a fucking john sport <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i had a john sport too yeah, yeah. not in wear it i was just like this is just disgrace you know? no you, like, you can't do that yeah, you can't do like that like jordans or something you're just like i can't i can't just not, gordons like, never had jordans oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or the Timmy Hill figures, um, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, just with music, you know. So when you got into to hip hop, uh, did you have like an instant identity with it or connection with it, or was it just all music? Were you also into rock at the time? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely have always liked everything. I think rap was always like my favorite. Like it, like I felt it the strongest. But I mean, like I loved like you know. I had like a Doris phase. I had like a Nirvana phase. You know, like every other kid, like you have cl- your classic rock phase. You have like, your, you know, at the time you had your grunge phase. I, I think I always liked everything. I feel just like rap was, I mean, like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg were like superheroes, you know? Yeah. Wu- Wu-Tang, like you're like, what the fuck? You know, you remember hearing like Liquid Swords for the first time. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember I was like, I don't know, like you'd become, I was coming over from baseball. I was like 15 and like my friend was like playing it and you're like, and he's like, you all of a sudden you hear like the, the movie. You know, and they're talking about like decapitating shoguns. You're just like, holy <laughs> shit. This is the greatest thing ever. Bro, when I got the chronic, yeah. like, I, uh, I, I I forgot even how I bought it, but I remember getting it from the warehouse uh, in Century City Mall. Yeah. And I never uh, that was too expensive. Oh, yeah, Jeff had the plug. Where were you at, bro? Gotta have discount shit. You feel me? Rhino Records on Westwood Boulevard. Oh shit! Yes. Also in uh, Penny Lane too. Penny Lane, yeah, occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah, I was a real uh, bargain hunter. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to the LA natives. Well, we're getting right in. I love it. Um, but and Aaron's Records. Yeah, that was a great one too. Good. Um, I think Ariel Pink worked there at one point. Really? Yeah. Damn. Oh, shout yeah. out to Ariel Pink. Where are you now? Uh, also, you should get him on. He went to Beverly Hills High School. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's another good one. And Alchemist. Yeah, Which Alchemist. I feel like it's like, you'll do one of those things. like, no, nah, I'm fine. Like, those two went there. I mean, you know. Lot, lot, yeah, Beverly yeah, has. Yo, let me, Richard Dreyfus. Let me ask you, because in LA, we're super spoiled because this is the epicenter, right? As a kid and being that, that music hit you that way and you were, you were, did the culture hit you? Like, were y'all going and going off to shows or? seeing live acts like in in high school days or was it like you didn't you didn't really like dive into what was right in front of you early on i mean i taught funk dubious how to rap i taught (laughs) wait 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 wait, let's can we go to that moment please yeah it was me and uh funk dubious and uh no um yeah i think like I mean, I went to like Lollapalooza like '94 when I was like 12. So like on some level, you know what I mean? Like that was what took you out there? Because my I had this really cool cousin, and she was just like she's badass and she's dead now. So like kind of like I always think about her a lot actually because like she was like the cool older cousin, you know? And she was like, all right, like because my parents there was like no music in my house. Like there was like one record, and it was like Michael Jackson Thriller. That was the only record I had. And then like you know I was like ten, and I was like, all right, MC Hammer, like cool, like you know, please Hammer don't hurt him, sign me up. Uh. And uh, you know he was a bad. You're from the Bay, a Bay Area legend, straight up. And uh, so it was just kind of one of those things. And she's like, well, you know, she's like, all right, you're turning 13 later this year. She's like, where do you want to go? There's a mile. And I was like, uh, I was like, I want to go to Lollapalooza (laughs) 94, you know? And like, like, all right, sweet. So then I went there and, uh, yeah, she was incredible. I mean, that, that to me was probably like one of those experiences where I was like, that was my first concert. And like, I feel like that, (laughs) like that, how could you not be obsessed? Cause it was like, George Clinton, oh my the God. Breeders, Tribe Called Quest, wow. Green Day, Far Side, wow. 
uh, Beastie Boys, Smashing oh, Pumpkin, me, Nick Cave. This Jesus. is all at one thing, and you're just like, and you're 13, not even 12. I'm 12, Fuck. and I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, and she's like, you can bring a friend, and like, you know, you're there, and like, you like, I like, we found a case, and it was like joints. And like at the time, you were like, Dare has scarred you. So you're like, I mean, like, I don't know. There's probably PCP in it. And you're like, I give it to my cousin. And you like think about it now. And I'm like, my, my cousin must have just been like, fuck, I should take this weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, like you're a little 12 year old and you're like, I don't know. No, this is bad. This is bad. And like he turns and you're like, what's that? And you're like, I pocketed my joints. Yes. Yeah. To take us through that, like, like that stealing must've, weed. Well, no, no, not the stealing weed, no. but like being that you went out to to Lollapalooza. Yeah, I mean, it, it was amazing. It was a Cal State Dominguez Hills. Like this is back when Lollapalooza oh, was touring. Fucking no crazy. And fucking you know, way. like you're like waiting in line, and it's a crazy line. It's like a baking hot sun. And it's just like just total dirt, you know. And like it, it just reminded me of kind of like, have you been like a Renaissance fair? It was like a Renaissance <laughs> fair, but of grunge music, you know. And it was like it's still like in its peak. And then you know, I remember just like my most vivid moment beyond the the weed I should have smuggled was <laughs> the Beastie Boys played, and you know, oh, like when Jesus. when when uh. Was it M- MCA died? Yeah, right. Yeah. So when MCA died, like I was like, man, I never really got to see the Beastie Boys, and then I was like, that was actually your first guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it does because I oh, never saw them solo, shit. right? And that was one of the most galvanized experiences of my life because it was just like it was like their ill communication era. So like, you know, they're like everyone's moshing and they're playing sabotage, and you're just like, this is tight, <laughs> you know? Like, like this Hell is yeah. the coolest thing ever because. It, it, you know, like I and I'd seen obviously the the Spike Jones video, but you didn't know Spike Jones because like you know he was like no he was a skate video director. Drop gems on him, bro. And uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. And I feel like after that, it, that was it. You know, like sign me the fuck up. So and were like, you were you like so you were an athlete as well? Yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, that was honestly to be to be fair. That was probably like the main thing that I was like. I was. I'm like a reformed jock now. Like I played. Respect. I played college baseball. I played high school. Really? Bas- played high school basketball and baseball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know you played basketball too. Yeah, I was a pitcher, first baseman, and I yeah I played basketball. It's like it was uh, on the. So game. so you were literally like. I actually got. Like, I almost played in college, but then I got there and I was like. Like these motherfuckers are really good, and it was like, wow. I was like, nah, yeah, I'm you're good. like, this is, I'm good, I'm good, yeah. So you were literally just like driven by music and also an athlete. Like I feel like I mean, I was uh, to be honest, I was driven like a hundred percent by sports. Like the idea of doing anything remotely with music was just it was just something I loved. And so it take was kind us of through pure. that sports grind. Then what was that like? Um, you know, like I loved uh, basketball. You know, like basketball was my yeah, thing. Ball like, is I was life. pretty tall, and like I just was like, but like not tall enough, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, and I was, it was amazing. I mean, like. And you it's like I, everyone wants to, and then, but I was better at baseball. So like I went to I went to Occidental College, and uh, like they they recruited me there. Like was I got a basketball letter from Occidental? I mean, like it, you know, it's D three. It's not like it's yeah. not like it's not like you're getting like recruiting letters from like UCLA. But it's still fucking college ball. It was something, but, yeah. But, but, but yeah, but here, exciting. I'll say this about D three schools, and not not to cut you off, but I'm gonna cut you off. Please. No, anytime. I went to UC Santa Cruz my first year, yeah. in, which is a D. D- yeah, I thought about going to the Banana Slugs. I was like, that would be a fun place to play sports. Fantastic. But D3, don't get it fucking twisted. There's some good players. These players, like, I would play intramural ball, and there'd be one dude that played on the team. And by far, like, 30, 30 times better no. than absolutely anybody. Like, totally. Not, dude, no. it's, it's a different... No, the, the best moment, honestly, of like my like athletic career was like not even. Ba- I mean, baseball was was fine, but like 
we, me and my, two of my homies beat, we won the three on three tournament for the whole school and we beat like varsity guys. And because they're that good, like, yeah. they, and people think like D3, I mean, that, but that is, that, that's so much to say that like D1 oh players are incredible. No, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's literally it's incredible yeah, how think good Think about it, D1 players, a lot of them don't make the league. No, totally. Because, and like now, like I was covering the Lakers for a little while and it was like, I'd watch a college game and you're like, this isn't even basketball. Because that's how good, <laughs> and it was like when the oh. Lakers sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how good players in the NBA are. It's, I don't think there's any sport that has a wider gap than basketball. I mean, maybe football. I don't know that much about football like in terms of having played it. But baseball like is different, I think, because it's like the difference between D3 and D1 in baseball is not that significant. Yeah. Really? It's definitely significant, but it's not like basketball. Yeah. Where it's like like I could have gone like basketball. Like I was good enough to play for the D3 team at Occidental. Like probably not, you know, be on the team at least. Yeah. But like it, you're playing against a D1 guy, you just get destroyed. But baseball, yeah. it's sort of... You know, it's unless you're like one of those guys, it's like a first round draft pick, where you're obviously so much better in in baseball. But yeah, what, no. what what was the what was the moment where where sports was no longer an option? So, my junior year of college, uh, we had a team walkout. It was a crazy year. A guy on our team actually passed away in a mm. in a hazing accident in a fraternity. No uh, way. And um, so I'm like 20 years old. You know, I'm like a junior, like super into baseball i toyed with the idea of like trying to maybe play like independent ball or something or like even going to europe or something like yeah. afterwards yeah. just playing i mean europe doesn't have good baseball but it's like fuck it you're like being in europe and you'll make like yeah at the time you're like 500 bucks a month that sounds like a ton of money <laughs> right. you know what i mean it's like sure right yeah i'll live in italy and i'll play baseball and uh, uh that's the, literally the dream yeah i was like yeah. cool <laughs> like better than the alternative you know and uh excuse me small chronic break respect <sighs> um enjoy Respect. I feel like I'm like a 14 year old. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I smoke weed. That's fine. They gave it to me. I didn't even bring it. I'm a response. Yeah. I'm a response. He, he, didn't, he didn't need to smuggle this one. If we, you're listening, we, I'm a we very responsible professional. Yes. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you have to be irresponsibly responsible. You know, respect. You can't be serious. You have to only take. I think if there's any like thing like. You shouldn't take yourself seriously, but you should take your work seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. It's your so, history, bro. Yeah, that's why I need weed as a tax write off. I'm serious. Respect. About it. Um, but uh. You know, so I, we had this, uh, we had a really shitty coach and, um, we ended up having a team walkout. It was like a really long story. What's like, a walkout? Basically, oh, like we were going to like walk out cause we wanted a new coach because oh, all of us were going to be seniors. Shit. It was like seniors and it was juniors at the time and freshmen. So like we had a very good chance of being good and he'd had like a dozen straight losing seasons. We had a lot of talented players. It just like, he was just a terrible coach. Like wow. he, he didn't put the players in the right situation. He wouldn't start the right guy. Just his instincts were terrible. And, and the whole team was behind this shit. Well, so what happened was basically we, uh, we decided like it's going to be a hundred percent or nothing, right? Like, cause we were like, you know, we were like young, yeah. you know, it's kids, not going to be very optimistic kids. Like, you know, it's like one for all three musketeers. Rah, 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 yeah, bullshit. sure. And, uh, but there's something to that. And we decided, okay, we're not going to do it. Cause it was like 24 to three, mm. which is like a, you know, obviously wow. a high margin. And he, uh, he caught like someone rats and I'm pretty sure it is. I want to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to write a book about it later, like a weird kind of tangled thing, but um, <laughs> I'm putting it on the world. Cause yes. I love the secret. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel it. you. I feel you. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't take you for that. And whatever Oprah says, I do it. <laughs> Shout out to you Oprah. own it. Bro. Nothing against you Oprah. Oprah's I'm sure a very lovely woman who deserves our respect, but, yes. um, <laughs> but so <laughs> I mean this, but, uh, yeah, so we had a team. Then the next day he calls us in and he's like, I want players who can play for me, blah, blah, blah. It gives us like this whole like long self-righteous speech and basically he's like, 
you're gonna go or you're gonna stay. Like, but he does it kind of in like an in, in like a fucking pussy intimidating. <laughs> I shouldn't say that word. But he's like, <laughs> be respectable. Um, but you're he not does grabbing it, anything. You know, we we live in 2017. Yeah, you know. But um, he he did it in a way that I felt was disrespectful of the team, and uh, so uh, a good friend of mine who actually passed away last year is a lot of like says a lot about this team. It was like very like a powerful experience in my life, wow. and he uh, he gets up and walks out. And then I walked behind him and the whole thing follows. Oh, wow. So like, wow. and then it was in like the LA Times. It was like a whole thing. Like we were like deemed the ringleaders of this thing. And mm. we ended up like basically like a couple, most of my friends transferred to, to bigger schools to play out there or smaller schools to play their final year. Mm -hmm. And I just was like kind of done with it at that point. And I started, uh, I started actually writing a book at the time about uh, my experience um, with the whole death of the guy on my team who who died wow. in this hazing act. Because it was basically... Long story short, there was a fraternity that all the guys on the team were on. I'd, I'd pledged in my freshman year. I'm not a fr like I didn't fraternities didn't exactly take with me. Yeah, and I don't like to be told what to do. Exactly. You don't seem like the guy that's like, "Why is clean my room, bro?" Yeah, and I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself." Exactly. Like, go clean your own room. And like, or like, <laughs> let's all clean the room. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like I don't like that. Like everyone, no one is important. Everyone yeah. is important, and no one is important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and. uh so I just didn't, I, I, I de-pledged it before it even you know started, but I kind of went through a little bit of it yeah. as much. And uh, so this guy ended up dying in a hazing accident by, by these guys on the baseball bro. team. They sent him to Vegas. A guy fell asleep at the wheel, killed our starting shortstop. Oh the really talented 18-year-old. You know, it's like a power, it, it's, it's, it was a powerful experience fuck. when you're 18 years old, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're 20 years old, at any age, honestly, like a good friend dies. Bro, death yeah, is yeah, death. And it was, it was death, but it was like, it was a, it was Too death. short. It shouldn't have happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was like, just be a human being. But, yes. you know, your kids, it's like, whatever. Um, and I wanted to kind of write a book to kind of pay tribute to his mm -hmm. his memory. And also because I just felt very inspired to write a book. And I was 20 and I just started writing. And then... Was writing was writing was in it. you beforehand? Or did, did that really spark? I had like... I, you know, I had like uh, at the time, like I, I was going up to the Bay Area a lot. Actually, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time when I was in college who lived in Alameda. Wild. So, Alameda is very weird, by the yeah. way. I just want to say, a, side it's a, note. It's, it's a man-made island. It's, it's Alameda is very weird. Shout out to Alameda. Shout out I, to Alameda. I love, you, I love your weirdness, but you're very weird. For producing Jason Kidd in a good pancake house. We love you, Alameda. Respect to Alameda for that. And uh, so I would go to... Uh, this is like the San Francisco of the early 2000s, which is like... It, you can't even recognize it in the San Francisco today, which I'm sure the San Francisco of the early 2000s was like a, a shell of what it was in like 74 or no, 67. Yeah. But um, yeah, I started going to City Lights a lot and, you know, the college, like kind of cliche, you know, you get really into the B generation. You're like, yeah, I'm a rebel. You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, I don't need a job. I'm cool. <laughs> you're like, I just want to write poetry, cafe, you know, like the whole thing. And, uh, but like, you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Like I really knew it, but I wasn't thinking about being a writer. I was like, either I'll like, do something i don't know i'll do something stupid like i yeah. was like but i was always like of the mindset of like i can never get a real job like this looks weird like like it, yeah. it's like I, people like look at me like i'm a weird person but i'm like i think it's weird to just show up in a uniform every day and like be with the rest you know what i mean and not to say like i mean this sounds like 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 i'm a like um like a 14 year old stoner again but <laughs> it just didn't but you had conviction i had bro. jobs you know well i don't know i mean like there's a lot of like I, it's hard. It's a lot of it is luck. I think like a lot of people like. Uh, but bro, nobody nobody would be in in your shoes if they didn't just like literally believe that. Like, there yeah, are, I'm there, very delusional. No, but <laughs> ask anyone who knows me. <laughs> well, like, well, he's, he's kind of funny, but like doesn't know what he's talking about. 
Wait, Wait what did Jeff just say? <laughs> in, in college, though, did you have like, did you have any pressure or anything to be like, Jeff, uh, you need to start thinking about your career, son? Jeff, was that your voice, though? Uh, or like, Jeff. like, what do you want to be? Like, what's your, like, yeah, I mean, definitely. as you get into like your second well, year, you're like, okay, what am I? I gotta, well, I start, gotta yeah, get serious I, well, with school. I was school. thinking of, I was like gonna be a lawyer. You know what I mean? I was like, cool, okay. like that. My dad's a lawyer. Like, everyone in my family is a fucking lawyer. Like, okay, that made sense. Oh, a nice Jewish lawyer. Yeah, they're like, all right, you'll be, <laughs> and like, you're like, all right, that sounds okay because like, <laughs> I like sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like it's something on a piece of paper. That sure, you're like yeah, it's yeah. it's like my business card says I'm a lawyer and that's about I mean I worked in my dad's like law office and he would like fire me like every summer. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I love he the would multiple fire me fires, all the time. Dude. I would get fired multiple times a summer. It would just be like a running joke, like oh my dad fired me again today. I'm like <laughs> I'm ten. <laughs> you know, it's like, sick. When did that vanish? Of of getting and, fired always <laughs> <laughs> most most of the time. No, but I still get fired. Yeah. No, but when you're like, okay, um, you know, because it's getting to the end of college, was the next step going to be law school or at that? It point, never. It never got to. That it never point. even it got just there. like it was like I stopped playing baseball my junior year. I started writing a book that summer. I was like, and before that, I was like, I told maybe I was like, oh, I thought about being like a history PhD and being a professor because I really loved history. I was a history major. Like I, I minored in English, but I was like, I, I really like history. Mm. And, what was it uh, about history? I want to like dive in for like a quick second. I Let's think I like like narratives, you know, I think I like, like, I think you at the risk of being like, like very simplistic, but like you, you understand the present a lot more by understanding history. And you mm. realize that like these situations that we're in, like we forget that, that we are living in history. It's very easy. I think to think like, Oh, you know, we're, <laughs> We're beyond history. I mean, there's a famous like Francis Fukuyama thing where he's like at the end of the 90s, he's like, this is the end of history, you know, because it seemed like and like, you know, somebody that like, has a vague memory of that era. Like, you're like, yeah, it did feel like the end of history. You're like, cool. Well, like communism lost. I guess like all of us are just going to be like capitalism. And you're like, that seems like it's working, you know. And uh, so just stuff like that. Like, I mean, I don't know. I was obsessed with like the, the French uh, Enlightenment. I was Fran- the French Revolution. I was really obsessed with uh, all American history. Um, I think Japanese history is really fascinating. It is. You know, North African history, actually, I was really fascinated in Egyptian. Really? Actually, I'm very fascinated with Ethiopian history. Yeah, mm. so I was like, really, that's like kind of what I studied. And Japanese history is that. You, you were just in Japan, too. Was, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, st- I actually took a Japanese history class, too, in college, and it was awesome. Like, cool. the, like, you go there, and you're like, oh, I want to get an anime. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, then you get home, and you're like, I honestly don't want to get an anime. Like, prop- like, a lot of great people are in anime, and I'm jealous that they're so... Like, I wish I was one of those people that was, like, anime, like, sick. But I went there, and I was like, you really should get an anime. And I was like, you're when A, too old. <laughs> B, you don't like anime. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wish I did, though. I wish I did. <laughs> Yo. So, it never got to law school. So, what was that kind of next step during did your... Did book come to life? Like, what was it? Yeah, that? I finished the book. It, like, took me, like, four years. But I basically... Uh, I got like, I had a million jobs like the year after I graduated. Uh, Doing what? Everything. Like, I mean, like teaching at the Sylvan Learning Center, like grading papers from Manhattan, Miracles to High School. I'd grade all my cousin's papers randomly and I'd give them all A's. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd write some bullshit. Like, I'd be like, Jonathan. And I'd write him a note on the thing. I'm like, Jonathan, you got to be better than this A. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, Yo! And uh, I would that, do that. Probably one of those is probably framed in a crib somewhere. I hope. Like that has to. Like one of those. Like imagine just like knowing you fucked up. <laughs> They're like, bro, get your shit together. 
A minus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I would like not always give him like an A. Like I'd be like, you're pathetic. A minus. Um, He's like, here's my book report on Jaws. <laughs> yeah, I just I did that. Like I I was trying to freelance for anyone I could, like writing wise. Oh, I wrote some women's papers for Cal State LA. Like literally, some woman has a master's because I just wrote all of her papers. Like I would wow. do anything to make money. But like um, writing became your form then. Yeah, I just knew at that point, like, I was like, I'm going to be a writer. Like, the thing, like, before music, like, honestly, I would say that, like, first is, like, writing, if anything. Like, you know what really? I mean? Like, I'm most passionate about writing. Yeah. Now, did that really take place during the book time? Yeah, like, college so, and, like, the book. So, and, with that book, like, dive into that process. I read another one, Waiting for Britney Spears, out in 2018. Trust me. I swear, it's coming. Respect. Whoa. You're going to love it. Remember it now. You heard it here. <laughs> bang, bang. You heard it here. I, I want to get the and first copy. And if you copy. didn't hear it, you didn't hear it. I'm about to yeah. shave my head again. <laughs> no, I, because that. I really think Britney Spears shaving her head was one of those moments in American society where, all right, the gloves are off. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, 100%. we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Step into the octagon. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. 100%. <laughs> but w- what was that... Um, for you writing this book, obviously it's it's sparked by something that's so heavy as yeah. a death of someone that you were so close with. Yeah, it was intense. What was that process like? It was sucked. Honestly, it was not fun. Like uh I like, you know, I just remember like one thing, you know, there's like that summer after you graduated college and like for me it was like like me and my college girlfriend broken up and I'm like made like this is back when like the end days of CD where you'd like burn CDs. I'm like listening like sad electronic and hip hop music <laughs> like prefuse 73 like you know what i mean it's like the storm returns a great song and uh that for the first two prefuse 73 albums pretty good and uh and just writing i was just writing a book and i would it was it was actually really cool like and i'm i'm hoping to do that again i i think i'd like to write books that was always what i wanted to do and uh my goal is that so the secret what's up uh, just but, speak it into no, existence but, so i got basically what happened was i got a job uh like obviously i'm like not like like my parents were like oh we'll support your writing habit <laughs> well you want to be a writer that's yeah. great i mean like my parents were not like eventually you know what i mean it's like have you seen the movie orange county no I've there's like a scene where like like uh john lithgow is like interrogating colin hanks and he tells him but we're trying a sorely underrated movie yeah. and he's like <laughs> and he's like what do you have to be a writer about you're not oppressed you're not gay and he's like not all writers are oppressed or gay and he's like but they're all poor that was like kind of like my dad like my dad is like all right cool you'll be a writer you'll be broke i'm not helping you fuck you <laughs> i love my dad he's a good person but um, <laughs> that's what he said i'm you know embellishing a <laughs> but he he, um, you know, so I was like, all right, I got to get a job. Cool. And I, uh, got a job working at a business newspaper and I wrote my book at night and, uh, yeah, I did that for a couple years. And then I was like, this sucks. I mean, I actually learned a lot. So it's not one of those experiences that you can be like, pretend to be cool about. Like it was a, it sucked. I wore a tie every day, you know, I drove an hour to commute each way and wore a tie and like, you know, it was like a real job and like went out and like interviewed ice cream manufacturers in the Valley. And then sometimes you'd be interviewing like the guys who run porn companies. And sometimes you'd be reviewing, like you'd be at this, the Valley college family breakfast meeting once a month. You know what I mean? So you kind of got like a feel and that's it to me. It was cool because like I do, I, 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 I like, do identify as being like a person from Los Angeles. And I like other people that are from Los Angeles. And I think like the art from Los Angeles is always historically, you know, like 
never given enough credit because you know new yorkers always pretend like they're like oh los angeles and you're like yeah los angeles <laughs> is the air of like for Raymond real, chandler though. paul thomas anderson like yep. you know uh like people shit on charles bukowski he's a fucking good writer you know what i mean like Absolutely. there's a, like john fonte there's a lot of nathaniel west I and mean, there's a lot of good writers and uh joan, joan didion so i mean like uh yeah but um yeah i just i was like doing this and i was doing this book what kept you going uh delusion obviously no i mean just you i don't think it's like a, a matter of not going like mm. you're like this is what like the act itself keeps you going yeah because you're like this is what i need to do because oh, otherwise that's... like i don't like myself <laughs> you know it's like i have to like like myself and you know it's like that's what and like you know you can get like i, I feel it's just an important thing like i feel like i think jack white said it which uh not to be you know but um, and like another band, like who are so good that they're like kind of people hate on them because they're just so good. But the way you know, he was like, you just gotta be. He was like, that was it. He's like, just do stuff that makes you proud of yourself. Mm. And it's like not to say that I've always done stuff that I'm proud of. I mean, like everybody hasn't, you know. But the goal, I think, is to do as much of it. And That's writing incredible that you had that so early, though, bro. Because like I feel like that moment or or that like belief within yourself to like, look, I just want to make me proud. That's a very important moment. And a lot of us are aspiring towards that. And a lot of us never get there. But like, just to hear... I mean, the, I don't know if I've got there, but you're always like trying to, I think. Like, you're trying but, to get look, closer the, to that. The, again, you said the action, right? And like, to, to at least even be delusional enough to attempt to believe it, those people take action towards it. You may not find it, but yeah. you're taking the action, right? Yeah. And for me, like, I was stifled forever. Like, the action wasn't taken. Right. But then time passed and the action's taken for you to be able to like know that you hate, know that you just don't want the job that you have. Yeah. I, well, I, I should say, like, I think that one of the first things like is that, you know what you're not and then you have to figure out what you are. Mm. True shit. Yeah. So I like I was like, again, like when I was younger, like I hated everything. You know what I mean? I was yeah. Like, this I was like, uh, I'm not like these people, not like this people. But like, I'd like to think like, you know, I never was one of those people that like had one friend group you know what i mean yeah. like i always had like friends and absolutely things. and like i think that like suits itself well to, like being a writer because you're always kind of like parachuting into these like different yeah and you're curious you know? yeah so like to. people are crazy you you finishing the book what'd that mean to you i mean like you know it was one of those things where it's like you know i'd like worked basically what happened was i was working as a business writer for like a you know couple years like a year and a half two years and I just stopped doing it one day and I was like, I'm going to finish my book. And like, you know, I had a little bit of money saved up and I was like, I'm going to start a blog. I'd already kind of started it like two months before, but like, you know, doing it at work, like a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, I think it was, it was 2005. I quit in 06. And mm. I was just like, all right, like I'll just write a few more things for this blog. Like I, I think like I was reading a lot of, you know, it was like the blog era. There were like yeah. a ton of blogs. It was like a cool time. If you were like a young person that was like, yeah, I like writing and, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to have like a cool Tumblr and turn it into a brand. And like, then, you know, I'll get sponsored by a shoe company. It was, and you're like, no. literally, I'm going to be Yes Jules. And then you just like, I mean, that's the end result, right? It's like you become Yes Jules. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like, cool for her. Like, I can't hate on anybody like being successful, like sure. being themselves, even if I don't think themselves are worth yeah. talking about. But yeah, no, I just like to write. And um, I was like, I love music. Fuck it. Like, let's just do it. And then I was like, I bet by the time my money runs out, which was like, I had like six months, right? I was like, Word. I bet I can make it like six months and someone will hire me. And luckily a guy named uh, Kevin Bronson, who like, I think, you know, you should always say, I think the person who like helped you out at the time, he gave LA me a buzz bands. Yeah. Buzz bands. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bronson, like he's one of those people who, uh, you know, 
a great guy. Uh, he, and he, I played in his baseball team and he gave me a chance to play, to write for the LA Times. And he, awesome. he was like, kind of one of those things. And he was like, play on my baseball team. And I was like, give me a chance. And he's like, you know, and he's like, I'll give you, because I was writing, I, I was writing for Stylist Magazine, which was, which was a great, uh, long departed online magazine run by a really brilliant guy named Todd Burns. And, uh, I mean, this, this magazine was, was like, some of my best friends came from there. A lot of really, really brilliant people. This message board was like, it sounds so dorky to say, but you're like, this message board was really brilliant. They had all this like, yeah, this weird like aggregation of geniuses. So you'd be like, all right, like I want to know about jazz. And then like the most knowledgeable jazz guys would be like, oh, well, have you heard Freddie Hubbard? Have you heard (laughs) this Dizzy Gillespie record? You're like, you know what I mean? It's like, here's a George Duke record. Here's John Luke Ponte. You'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy is message boards were really like blogs before blogs. Like that's, I feel. Totally. They, they were. I didn't, and I wasn't, it was weird because I came into the blog thing and like everyone was like coming off the message board things. And yeah. I was like, well, like you guys are like, I was like, you guys are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, it's, but there were like, you know, there's some well, cool bro, pe- people like, but there were cool people on message boards. You like, literally yeah, hung out on, were, like, no, I there used were to, cool people on. Yeah, you used to like hang cool. out on the OK player message boards. Totally. Like, I had a lot of friends that did. Yeah. You, you just, you come from that and then the blogosphere. Yeah. You got, I, like, hey, you got to respect OK player. They're, they do a website and they haven't completely like you know like they're not like uh 10 facts you need to know about uzi for its hair lock <laughs> you know so and then yeah they've been doing it so long so everyone needs to make money it's fine i love all you editors <laughs> after uh so that six months um so you got your first job with kevin yeah mo- yeah so he and then i like started in like randall roberts uh the, he's now at the la times which is at the la weekly at the time was just like hey do you want to ever write for the la weekly and to me that was like amazing because uh, you know growing up in los angeles you're like you know that's 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 what how you learned about the- not necessarily like i mean that wasn't the like, to be honest like the main place i learned about music was from the source i was like a big fan of the source magazine and they did a lot of amazing that's journalism amazing yeah, so I would like, I, I, it was like a big deal for me when the source would come out. So you're, like, st- you, you're very hip hop driven. Yeah, I mean, I read Rolling Stone. I liked, actually, I liked, I read Entertainment Weekly a lot when I was a kid. Okay. I loved Sports Illustrated. You know, I loved a lot of things like Inside Sports, Baseball Digest, Basketball Digest. I read everything, you know? And, uh, but like, I loved, the, I really did love the source because, you know, they'd have these, it was, they paid money. They had journalism. They'd, you know, fly someone to Cuba for four days and cover the Cuban hip hop scene. They'd be like, here's a nine page spread of like Cameron and like, That's the, amazing. in like the 357 era, you know, like, like horse and carriage Cameron, you know, like, you know, yeah. where like, they'd be, not, I mean, not nine, but you get the drift, but it was just all kinds of great, you know, all kinds of really great journalism. It's like, here's, and like, you couldn't get that. It was not like Rolling Stone was printing like why Suge Knight and Dre split up, you know, in like a long in depth thing. And you're like, I don't know. you just bother? Like, I, you know, you'd have like Tupac dies, you know, and they, I just remember that or like Biggie dies, you well, know, so journalism was, was alive then though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's alive in, in now too. And, and on some level it's, it's better because you can you're not necessarily tethered to a publication whereas like before like all these i mean there was a lot of cool journalism but it's like okay like i don't know to follow you just like another writer in a magazine to, to that now point, like writers i think have more power because of social media like i mean it, it, even though it drives you insane but with that with that in mind how does one clear the noise though right like little timmy in fucking minnesota do you think it's just a matter of opinion and finding what do you mean the great writers how does someone find a good writer? I mean, I don't know. Like, not, not even great writers, but it's just like publications in and of itself, right? They're, you're they're, saying in 2017? Yeah. They're, they're, there's very few that really like speak to... I mean, I bet they... I, I, would, get, I would guess that they pick and choose. Because I think like every publication, while like not necessarily consistent, like 
will occasionally pub like there's you know what I mean you can write off a publication but then like every now and then they'll have a really amazing article or like yeah. you know and uh for but for rap I mean yeah it was in a way it was actually easier then because you're like okay like it's the source you know yeah. but it sucks because you know those artists like I mean DJ Quick obviously did well for himself but he wasn't a well-reviewed artist in the source mm-hmm. like West Coast artists weren't necessarily as well-reviewed unless you were like even Dre what they weren't like five mics the chron-, you know I think right. they, they might have been for the chronic but I don't want to be quoted on it but um, <laughs> I think everyone knew the chronic was great but like Straight DJ up. Quick didn't you know what I mean it wasn't like they were like sugar free you're our new hero right yeah it was like by the sh- sugar free is amazing. Sugar free is definitely everyone's amazing. New definitely amazing though. Just, just somebody get a sugar free tattoo. I mean, he's I'm the L- he's the L A E forty. You know, like straight up. You know, yeah. Ooh, wow. Hold but on. I mean, E forty has a better career. You got to say no, I but mean, like E forty goes like, very deep. I never even like viewed it that way. But I feel you, like you sh- just slapped me across the face with that. I feel like sugar free is like the cult classic. Yeah, just like he, yeah. he's right. he, he's just like he's such a fan favorite. I mean, yeah, mm. he's like raps more like E forty, but he's kind of feels like the Mac Dreish kind of feel. <laughs> he really does. Yo, what the fuck? That, uh, dropping knowledge. Yeah, I'm just getting blasted. <laughs> I have to fall back real quick. Yeah. But yeah, nothing without, makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, so what was uh, the writing gig that you that you fell into after those six months that was um, that kind of just consumed you at that time? Uh, the, the same thing, honestly, that I've been doing just, for like the forever. <laughs> like it's just like I, you know, I did that. I wrote like uh, the topics switch. You know, I've done journalism. I've written other things, but like none of them, you know, to speak of necessarily. But you know, I was just. Just bit the LA Weekly, I suppose, for like the last. I mean, I've written for them on and off for like since 2007, so a long time. I wrote for the LA Times for a few years. You know, I've I've, I've written for Pitchfork. I, I've I, I've done some stuff for Playboy, the Washington Post. Like, just kind of honestly, whoever like hits me up, like I, I'd like to think like you know, it, it's like not necessarily. It's one of those things where you try, you just have to kind of work hard at it. It's like anything yeah. else. I feel like yeah. I mean, that's to say that like put. But like, you know, I, I try to read all the time. Like I try to like improve myself as much as I can. Like, you know, it's, I feel like it's a, it's like any other industry, I think where it's like, if you don't keep getting better, like someone will replace you. Absolutely. I think that's every industry, you know? Well, so like, what were the interactions like? Because when, when, when you're a journalist, like, yes, there are facts and there's, there's things that you need to read and just be accountable for. No, there aren't. Okay. Have you seen this election? I have. <laughs> what? But like in your Nothing in your journey, real. How, how was it for you being like gaining comfort in being able to? Because you have to figure information out, right? So you, there's shit that you <laughs> most wanna, of the time you don't. Okay. You're like, yeah, but when nobody. you but, but when you want to get information, like how how has that been for you growing and like now that you are this force and you are this voice and you you've literally interviewed written about seen so many different things and been a part of so many different things in your career how has that like growth from newbie in your mind also as a creative right because a lot of creatives have this like i know i'm better right you're putting masterpieces in the moment out but you're always going to Well, be I, I mean, I would say that, like, I think everybody should kind of think that they're better. You know what I mean? Like, Absol- it's like, no, you, need, you need that, right. even though but it's look, arrogant and annoying. Yes, you, ha- you have to have that. But then also, like, in, in, in the background needs to be like, okay, like, I'm, but I'm taking action. I'm doing it, right? Speaking on the experience of it, as opposed to, like, what form a motherfucker was in. How was that experience for you growing through, like, in your in your becoming and just kind of, like, 
taking form in your writing, but experiencing more along the way? That's a lot of questions. Uh, which uh, I just blapped. <laughs> um, I had to catch myself, blap again, like hit him with the Yeah, like, because I, I feel like, honestly, like, I think, like, you can't think of it. Like, like I'm saying, like, you have to kind of just be like, not, like, nothing's important. Okay. Like, I just, I can't stress it. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say, there are things that are obviously very important in life. Yeah. It's a stupid philosophy, like, nothing's important. But yeah. you're like, no one is necessarily important. So you shouldn't, like, necessarily, like get so caught up in like i'm this person i mean like you should be proud of what you do and you should be like confident in it and be like i'm not gonna take any fucking shit from someone yeah but like you know but getting to know getting to know like even coming to just in your in your music ascent right getting to know these artists on a deeper level having commonalities finding things out through the years of knowing writing listening to music like just going through these experiences how has that experience been for you because like outside of just like the, the 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 you know your voice and your brand of writing as as brilliantly fucking chaotic and how like it's firing on all cylinders your mind is you're also getting to know people from jump to to wherever they're they're yeah they're at, at this moment it, right? yeah that's crazy I mean it is crazy like it's like the, I don't know are you familiar with like this kid Russ. Bro, yeah, he was just playing him. Playing him. Yeah. Like, yeah, so literally, like, I, I, I'm late to Russ. Yeah. But I've not stopped playing. Played, I have not stopped playing his music for the last three days. So, like, all right. So, like, this is like the most recent example, right? Like, I was like talking about it today, actually. It was Shout out to Russ, out. bro. Like, keep fucking shining yeah. for real. Russ is a good. So, basically, about two to three years ago, it's, it's a long time ago. Like, yeah. Russ, like, a guy sent me Russ's stuff. He was like a. Atlanta rapper living outside of Atlanta really small time maybe his video had like four or five thousand views yeah and I was like this guy's really good this like and I was like he's really right talented now, you know and I was like this you know like and uh you know looked and he'd been like right at one or two places or something but like nothing like on a substantial level you know wrote about him and I ended up getting to know him and he came out to LA like uh uh like I, I think I did probably his first interview it was like, it was a long time ago and uh like a just a good kid like uh really like eager about music he was like very like you know like i feel like some people might like him some people might not like him but i think he's a he's a talented and a very sincere person who like worked really hard and um but he you know we talked into this interview and then i was like hey like i'm gonna do a show and he's like he's like i really want to play a show in LA. i really want to play a show in la i really want to play a show in la and i was like all right cool well like i don't know if you know if, i don't know if you know who chester watson is he's like a rapper i, I flew him out for the show in la at the echo mm. this is i think 2013 or maybe early. i think it was like the end of 2013 bro, where the fuck was i bro fuck yeah, not there. Not and, there. Uh, <laughs> and, real. It was Chester Watson, real. Russ, and and John Wayne was actually the headliner. And uh, Russ came out. He flew on his own dime, and he, like I, I expected him to hit me up and be like, "Hey, like I, I need to crash in your apartment." I would have been like, "Cool," you know what I mean? Like, sure. he, there's a couch, you know. Yeah. And uh, but he never did. He like he hit, you know he paid his own way, got his own place to stay, played a show. Like I mean, like for like a hundred bucks, he just like he didn't expect anything, but it was just like a thank you. And, uh, he killed it and he was, he was really good. And, you know, he, he put on a really good show and I was like, all right, this kid, this kid is for real. And, but like just for years, he kept just grinding and grinding and grinding. And then one thing, you know, like, it's like, he signed the biggest deal of anyone last year, probably, you know, and like, he's probably going to be, and it's, uh, it's cool because it, 
It does. I mean, like, I, I, I do think it's much harder. A lot if, can change in a year. Yeah. I mean, if you do things, like, if you try to do things the right way, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a roll of the, I mean, everything's a roll of the dice, whatever. But, like, I feel like sometimes, you know, like, Run the Jewels, I think, a good example. Like, you know, oh, I, I'd covered, straight up. I'd covered, uh, you know, again, like, I threw a show with Killer Mike, and this is about 2012, I want to say. And, uh, like, before, he, like, it was right before he was about to release rap music. Yeah. He hadn't released it yet. He kind of had that second win with LP, and then obviously Run the Jewels came. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was like Killer Mike and like Bus Driver. I mean, like there were maybe like 120 people there. It wasn't like it certainly wasn't like cracking in any way. And, um, you know, and then I just interviewed. I just did a story on Pitchfork about Run the Jewels and I was talking to LP. And LP to me when I was in college was like my hero. Like he was, you know, like Aesop Rock, all those guys. Like, yep. you know, like I had like definitely had like a very like heavy Def Jux phase. Yeah. yeah. It was like early 2000s. It's like, you know. I mean, like nothing against like Philly's most wanted. They they were cool, but you know, like, <laughs> but like it was, it was it was good. You know, Philly's most wanted across the border. Good song and uh, <laughs> some, some hot Neptune's beats. Yo, but um, but yeah, I was really into Jeff Jacks and uh, you know, and LP like he was like, well, I thought about quitting after Cancer for Cure, and you're like, Jesus Christ, you're like LP, but you're like LP, you know, like you were yeah. like you're you're uh, the fun crusher, and you and I think like everyone gets to that point, and I think it's like. The alternative is like the alternative is always worse. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, yeah, yeah, what am true. I like? What am I going to do? Straight I up. I got to do something, you know, like, I, like, I don't hate this. You know, did you, you ever have those moments? No, I, I, you know, I never really did. Like, I didn't I, think I, it was did. always, I, I literally, I, I that was a really vanity did. question. Low key. It's I like, never did. Fuck like, no. I like, yeah. I feel like I want to be one of those. I was like, I had these dark right midnights there. of the soul and yeah, but like, I just, you know, I mean, but I don't know. I don't like, I, it's called, I, I, I like, I can't stress. I don't think I made it. Like, honestly, until like, there's once you made it like then there's nowhere else to go Who was you know it? what i mean like it's only down like you yeah. i feel like there was a this is the, my favorite bob dylan quote was always like an artist is always in the state of becoming and you're just like all right that's what's up you know like that's if you're always becoming something else then like you're gonna hopefully you might not get better but at least you'll change and that's at least interesting absolutely you know i wanted to ask i mean it's it's so true i mean it's such like an essential reason why we even do this podcast because of that of you're constantly becoming. Um, I do want to go back and talk about Passion of the Weiss. For me, like just mm. being an avid reader and follower of that, like it's such a staple in just in my daily reading. You know what I mean? Thank you. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, on, honestly, like, I mean, I can't, I can't stress that. I mean, there's a lot of really talented people to write for it. And I'm like, I get a lot of help and like, they're, they're great. And like, uh, there's like a few, like, you know, like Sun Ra, like he's a dance music, right? He writes yeah. about grime and Martin Douglas, like, you yep. know, he writes about like, you know, garage music and garage punk. And, but like, you know, it's what, what like, was, what was the, uh, the catalyst to start passion of the Weiss and, um, you know, because this was like, I mean, you could, yeah, you work for, you know, LA Weekly and you have other writing opportunities. Well, I started it before. So, yeah, no, yeah. Th- exactly. So that's why I want to go back to kind of like the nucleus of this is purely you free to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it was, open, it was, it was kind of like pain. no one was about to hire me. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like everyone's like, oh, we want you to write for us. It was like, how am I going to get someone to listen to me? You know what I mean? Like I need to get money while you were working. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I, you I, need have, to get- I now I mostly like, you know, I only write for like once or twice a week, but like, uh, but yeah, now I've kept it going and, you know, Will Shub is an editor right now and he yeah. just helps me a lot. And, yeah. uh, but I mean, I, I think, um, uh, I, I just like, I loved, like, I don't know. I didn't like in my own way, like 
I just had a lot to say, I guess, which is dumb. You know what I mean? It's like Shut I was up. just like I had That's like I had good, I had thoughts in my head. <laughs> I was yeah. like, so, my dad's an opinionated asshole, and you know I got some good and I got some bad from it. You can, know? Can, can I can I just put this out there? One of these nights, I wanna I would love to have dinner with you and your dad, bro. <laughs> Rashi, Rashi You're the first person who's ever said that. Me, you, Jeff, and his dad. Like I literally love his dad right now. I want to meet this man. I literally want to get fired from dinner and come back. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to the, uh, my dad. I'll be like, let me give you some information. You're like 25 percent of this is right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a good man though. He um, would he would never listen. So it's chill. When did you really start feeling like you were able to start writing and also provide for yourself writing about the shit that you really love? You're saying like, like make a living? <laughs> okay, so fuck it. Here, let me, let me Never. No, let's not play. Fuck the semantics of it. When did you really start feeling informed? And, and, and when did you really start getting and, and, and creating the, the, the assignments and the projects that you really started fucking with? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like in people's careers, you go through a point, the, the pay your dues point. Right. Yeah, I mean, or, I definitely or the, or the get it fucking done. Yeah, point. I, I definitely did a lot. Did a lot of blogging. Yeah, yeah I did no, a lot like of blogging. You, you were the dude that had a million jobs, like until you needed, uh, until you found your job, and then multiple I, jobs come from it. As yeah. a writer, you have writers have fucking fifty billion gigs, right? But then the, the, I'm a loquacious fucking asshole. But the the the, the question I want to ask is, when did it really start clicking for you? Of like, you know what? Like, I'm really starting to write about and feel like I can write about and move forward all a lot of the stuff that I really want to talk about or I still I if you wanted the truth I still don't think I have like hmm. I, 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 I like to be perfectly honest I know I don't think so that's wild and your blog that's wasn't epic. like a platform for that I mean like I've definitely like said some of like you know what I mean like I mean I've definitely said more than I have to say about rap so I'm sure what? like I've said plenty about rap you know music. what's crazy I know it needs any more Oh, that's why I love that. So now, now I'm gonna go there. We have the pie chart now, Jeff. Right? Yeah. Now the is it twenty? Well, more of a bar graph kind okay, of man. Okay, bar graph. I'll give you that. Done. Like, what metrics are we using though? Are we yeah. going by tens or thousands or millions? Bar graph, uh, no holds Done. barred. <laughs> bar graph, no holds barred. I'm just literally raising the bar. Like singular turned into AT and T. We we good. Can you hear me now? Good. No, but for that twenty percent of of the Jeff Weiss history pie graph, right? How, like, damn, that's so wild. I love that. Because you have so much you want to talk about. In So now let me compartmentalize your era, right? When you, when you really came up with the lost, you love LA. You came up with hip hop rising. I'm a, sh- I'm a shameless apologist. Yeah. Love. You feel me? You came up with hip hop rising, right? When did it really start clicking and, and, I'm sure that you were literally at the ground level of a lot of this bubbling in Los Angeles. What, like, what was that like? Were you... Well, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. I mean, I guess, like, so, like, YG, right, for instance. Like, you know, he's my probably my favorite rapper right now from LA, at least this year, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Kendrick, like, uh, obviously is amazing. Vince Staples is amazing. I yeah. think, like, YG this year 
like been the best album. So like, all right. So the first time I ever met YG and not to be like that person, but like, you know, just give you an example. Yeah. And uh, like I was covering the jerking movement and this is 2009 and it was like, you heard, you know, they're playing a little bit on the radio. They were playing like the, the new boys at the hit. And then there were like all these like different groups around them. There were like this group, the power Rangers. There were the, the these girls, the pink dollars who were like this all girl rap group. They were like super dope. The producer Jayhawk was doing all this, all the stuff. And, um, and then there was this group called Flames from Long Beach, and then there was like YG. And like, so like, I remember going to like, uh, you know, they'd have like functions, they'd have like big dance off kind of things. Like, there were like kids like 13 to 18. Like, it was, it was cool. Like, it was definitely like a thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, they were like, had talks about a TV show. It was like, you know, it was one of those like internet fads, kind of like the one of the like, one of the early ones, you know? Yeah. And uh, YG, like, you know, the kids would be like, oh, YG, YG's my favorite rapper. He had a song called Pussy Killer, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like his big hit. I, I was particularly uh, fond of a song, I Need Weed. And then the producer, <laughs> Jayhawk, when I told him, I was like, I really like the song, I Need Weed. He was like, this dude. Like, and they're like, looking at me, that guy. I was like, you know what? I do need weed, Jayhawk. Thank you very fucking much. And, uh, but so like, you know, YG, like the first time I ever interviewed him, he was like, I had to hit him up through MySpace and his MySpace page said like uh free YG, you know, he gone it was like when he had his arrest for like a home home burglary or, you know. Yeah. Flock for flock. Yeah, exactly. When he met the flockers. And yeah, like so like I met him and like him and like two van you know, two SUVs full of people like rolled up to the spot in like Barnstall Park and those fields. We like filmed the whole thing. We made like a little documentary about mm. it. And uh like me and my friends and uh yeah, and then you're like, yeah, it's not good, but it's Absolutely, there. But that's lit. Yeah, it was. It was what the fuck? Yeah, like you know, I and uh, I really want to. Yeah, I know. Documentaries the best. Anyone who wants to do documentaries, holler. But um, Yo, I got ideas, man. Bombard Jeff right now. <laughs> like Jack Black in Orange County, the best movie ever made. Um, I really. People are gonna, gonna be like, that's your fucking no, 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 It's not that good of a yeah, movie. I'm just honestly, I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> just you know, sometimes inspiration from Orange County strikes, and uh, but. Yeah, no, it just was like, uh, you're, I'm like, so like, you know, I profile YG and like, he was just a young kid and what was he like back then? He, he was just like, kind of like not that talkative. Like he was just a young kid. Like he was just out of jail. He was like, you know, from Compton and like yeah. he hadn't, I don't think like I, this one of his first interviews. So he was like, he was cool. He was like, he was a kid. He was like 18 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and like all these kids were like, they were like a lot of them were 15, 16. So like they were like definitely kids. Yeah. And, uh, what was that like for you? It was weird because I was like in my, like, you know, it was like 26, 27 at the time. And like, I felt fucking old. You know what I mean? Now I look back and I'm like, you were like, <laughs> Shit. that was cool. Yeah. I was like, you were not old, but you felt really fucking old. Yeah. And um, like, but, you know, I don't know. I think, I think like kids, like, like <laughs> the thing with adults is like, they're like, listen to kids. They always know. And you're like, no, like. Yes, listen to kids, but don't always agree with kids. Right, right, right. Kids definitely, you should always listen to kids because kids always have like a different perspective because it's just how it is. So to me, it was like a very fascinating thing because I'd grown up on like West Coast gangster rap and this wasn't West Coast gangster rap. And a lot of the stuff like like jerking, there was like this period where people like would talk shit about it. And like, granted, it didn't produce that much amazing music, but it was like a cool thing. And uh, I mean, it produced YG, it produced... Uh, to, and Cam and China, I don't know if you listen to Cam and China, but they're like two of the best rappers in LA. They were in the Pink Dollars. Mm. Um, Jay, really? excuse me, uh, Jayhawk had a beat this year on an E40 album. I mean, there were talent, there were like talented people. I mean, the dancing was really cool, and uh, you know, and so like it, it's cool. Like that, you know, it's like I've Kendrick Lamar. Like I, I'll never forget meeting him. Like for the first time, like it was like I was on a video shoot. I was covering a Mac 10 video shoot for the LA Times. This is like again, like I think 09. and um. 
like it was the weirdest day like they're like do you want to go see a mag 10 video shoot i'm like hell yeah they're like oh and little wayne and rick ross will be there i'm like tight 2009 this sounds great (laughs) and i was like okay like cool done like drive to malibu but it's like a really overcast day and it's like but you can tell that they clearly meant for it to be like a gorgeous malibu day oh my god and there's like girls in bikini playing a high lie with ice cream trucks High lie. They had a high lie fucking canastas, right? Like they really were going for it. And uh, because obviously LA is a high lie city. And, uh, and then like, so like little Wayne, like bound, you know, with little Wayne bounds out of his like Escalade limo with like two girls, like pants down to his ankles, like peak little Wayne before jail. Like, you know, just like Carter three era, like just fucked up and cool, you know, cool. And just, out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Rick Ross is like prepare. So he's like still like fat and in control. He's like <laughs> had a personal blunt roller. Like, and he's like handing him his blunts. Rick Ross not talking to anyone. And there's like these like girls wow. like holding in bikinis, like playing fucking highline and pushing on ice cream carts. And then like Mac 10's there and you're like, cool. Um, all right. Gotta love Mac 10. <laughs> you awesome, know, dude. he Mac 10 was on cash money. So it made sense. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot briefly, about that. briefly. Yeah. yeah. The, he's that. on the song shine. And, uh, but, and then like, like a friend of mine, this guy, Richie Abbott, uh, he was like, Hey, um, that dude over there is going to be like the next, like that dope rapper from LA. He's like, you should keep an eye on him. And I was like, cool. He's like, his name's K dot. And like, he introduced wow. me really quick. And I was, you know, just like one of those, like dumb, like five second. Like he's like looking at me like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Good to be, <laughs> but like, he like starts like hitting on like two, like, girls that have been standing next to me and they're like pretty girls and i was like this guy's like super confident he's like yeah i know wayne like he was like trying to like pick him up and be like yeah we can hang out with wayne after they kind of like that oh, kind nice. of thing and uh the, i was like this guy's super fella. confident like you know what i mean he's a i mean he's a little dude he's like five five i was like you know this guy and i went home and i listened to the song like that day and he had a song called corrupted was a tribute to corrupt and i was like this guy's really good at rapping <laughs> yeah and like i wrote about him on like passion the Weiss. you know it was like and you know at the time it's not like anyone's like oh man like <laughs> he's gonna be a star now just like maybe a few people like were like oh that's a cool song whatever yeah and uh a couple years later you know gets better gets better and then you're like Kendrick Lamar is the nice guy so it's like beautiful bro because he always had it he like, I would like, I don't think he always had it actually I think no. he, I think he always had talent I think he he had to find what it was then let me like maybe that. it was probably no, inside no, no, him no. but like it I, hadn't no, been clearly articulated because I I, I I my first encounter with that was was yeah in 2010 but when I say he always had it was when I was working with you and I at that time, right? Probably, they were way above him at that time. They were, but yeah. you know what it was? When when he opened for, for them, right? When I'd watch him perform, the it that I spoke of was literally just a stage presence. He had an intensity. He always had a really... Oh, yes. He had an Th- that's incredible what it was. I'm not even like, yeah. He wanted the it's rebound. It's not the craft yet, you know? right? Because, because like, shout out to Top and all them because they literally like have... Uh, a they, camp yeah they and, did and an ama- a military they did an amazing job and right. schoolboy is great and uh isaiah rashad and you know like but look uh, not school, crazy but schoolboy's growth though when schoolboy yeah. started he was handing tapes out yeah right? totally but, and it wasn't tight yeah oh yeah but, the, well the early schoolboy pre-setbacks is not good he got to, i mean like people yeah. don't know there was stuff before that and it wasn't it wasn't good yeah, yeah. but, but, that's but setbacks was journey, like you're bro. like you hear druggies with hoes and you're like whoa <laughs> This guy's great. Kids with guns, <laughs> like, bro. Kids yeah. with guns. That shit's Jeez. classic. But, yeah, the, I mean, look, some people you look at, like, for him, like, he had that intensity, which you said. And yeah. for me, it was just a safe <laughs> He had the proverbial eye of the tiger. Yeah. yeah. He was with it. Yeah. And, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's part of it. I think, like, in terms of it, like, it shit isn't. I I think to make it in any industry and like whatever that means. You know what's wild? I want to fl- I want to flip this real quick and, and and go like geographical and time wise, right? Let, let, let's like let's, the like the great film Back to the Future. <laughs> let's go, bro. I just got my jump offs on and we and we getting it. Cool. What was like two thousand nine through two thousand twelve for you? Because I feel like those the druggy years, haze. <laughs> talk, to, talk to me about that. Let's rock. I don't know, like uh, 2009 to 2012. I mean, I guess 2009. I'm such a shitty just locked in I, It's like the jerkin' stuff, and then like, like uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. <laughs> like, musically, like, you know, I, rem- I was like with there pretty early with the Odd Future thing, you know, like, I remember that kind of like. You know what, I want to do this. Let's balance musically, and let's also balance like your your career growth, because I feel like there's a beautiful arc here, and like, I know that you and, and, and just your craft and your potential and where you're going to go, like history, like literally I'll be 45, right? And still be impacted by Jeff Weiss. <laughs> what, what, no, but look, whether it's a book, whether it's a fucking speech, whether well, it's a I fucking thank you. TED it's, talk, it's, it's, I you appreciate feel me? It. Thank you. Like, but that's yes. your growth because you, your medium is a voice, whether it's written word 100%. or whether it's well, on, on this podcast, I, I, like yeah. you, you have an opinion and you're free to say it. And the beautiful thing about like, but I mean, everyone does now. Isn't that the point of like modernity? I mean, like, yeah, but, like, but he, here's that, a, here's though. the thing. Like, I mean, everyone kind of uses it, but, like, but whether yeah, it's music bloggers, even today and even to a few years back, like you send them, look, you send them a fucking a post and they're reposting it. Like, where's the voice? Where's the opinion? Well, it's, I mean, if you, the truth is, I mean, it's like, look, it's like no one's fault specifically, but it's like everyone's trying to get money because they have to get money because they're, you know, we live in America and we need, we need money to survive. It's expensive. And I think people are just like, what's the way that will get me the most money. And at a certain point, like I I can't blame anybody for doing that, but But can you not be a creative and have a voice and then go make your money elsewhere until your voice gets you paid? Or do you need to just like, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard come into the matrix and just be a, a cog. It, it, I mean, I, I agree. Like I, I hope I would hope that like, I, I look, the only thing I could say is that like, um, you have to be hopeful, I think, as a human being, because otherwise, like, it's depressing as fuck. And, uh, like, I hope that this, like, Donald Trump thing, like, like makes people realize, like, like, we can't be this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, on some level, like, you can't, like, we can't all be whores. Like, I mean, and I said this is somebody that's always been, like, you know, I, I, I definitely have done stuff where you're like, yeah, you're being a whore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but you, but- I, and, like, I still do. Like, not to say, you know what I mean? But, like, the point being... Like as a as a side, we have to. I think at a certain point, like I think we got we get really ironic, and we're like, oh well, you know, like oh this person's self righteous for like being like this, and it's like, I don't know, like we have to try something else because like us being like selfish and greedy and like not concerned with art or reading or paying people to do things, like we have to kind of like rethink it. And I like I would hope that people like start to wake up to that. Brian Eno actually wrote a really amazing Facebook post. If anyone's listening, he'll probably articulate it way more eloquently than I, but he had a really good Facebook really? post about this. Yeah, it was great. Um, when was this? I was like this last week. Mm. Here I am recommending Facebook <laughs> I'm, I'm like, bro, Brian Eno's Facebook yeah. post is sweet. <laughs> For no, real though. It is, it is sweet. No, but, um, what I think is interesting though is like um, how you build credibility as a writer. And if that's, you know, it's hard to tell if, you know, in your perspective, if that's a mix of like longevity and just persistence and, and consistency of just content for so long and really being an established voice that says shit that's really real, like your Kamasi Washington uh, 
article that you wrote, was it like two months ago? Yeah. I read through it. I was like, fuck, this is just really good writing. Thanks. Not to like be on your jock, bro. No, but like you, from reading that, I'm like, it's, it's just, it's, it's a refreshing experience when you read something like that of someone like Kamasi, who's, this is like a very real dope perspective. Yeah, and it's, an it's inspiring dude, Kamasi Washington. Yeah. But you're able to capture that, um, and put it into writing. And I think you've, you've done a really good job of balancing being a good writer delivering like interesting content from a, a refreshing perspective that makes it entertaining and also balancing the credibility of that, you yeah. know, because there's so much fucking bullshit. I mean, it's so easy for everybody to have an opinion, especially now more than ever. Yeah. But like when you were doing the, when there was the blogosphere phase, when you had like people were going to blogs for, that was the only way to really get good yeah. content. I mean, like, look, I think like everyone writes <laughs> a lot of stupid shit when they first start writing, you know, I'm like, I, I certainly am no, uh, no stranger to that, but I think hopefully like you learn from your mistakes obviously and like you kind of just like work to learn more and I think that's a big part mm. of it like I'm always trying to like learn things like it's straight but like on some level like everybody can probably teach you something and like but you know it's like the job of somebody who's like kind of wise to figure out like what is worth taking you know and like you're always trying to be wise and like I'm certainly not but you well, how do you, how do you, I mean, I think that's that like ultimately the goal to be a writer, right? Like, I think this would be like wisdom. Cause like, I think I was reading something today where it's like, otherwise you're like a frustrated entertainer. Mm. You know, how do you, uh, how do you get that? Like in, in terms of, um, the wisdom or my cat is a good writer and he gives me a lot of secrets. <laughs> and, yeah. Respect the that's cat. the cat. He's a smart man. Pets, man. Huge inspiration. Um, truly. But, you know, and kind of going to like what Anoush was saying earlier in this like sea of, you know, opinions and this, this sea of uh, writers, do you ever get stuck in trying to stand out among that? Yeah, or? I mean, I think like sometimes, you know, you kind of have to yell when you want something to get heard. And that's mm. a frustrating part of the Internet, but it's a natural part of human nature. So it's understandable. But I mean, it's like we have an ability. I mean, like I like Twitter is like my ultimate like like bane of my existence but like at the same time like it's a powerful tool and like obviously as we've seen in this last like couple years you know it can change things in a, in a way and hopefully like and you know whether it's donald trump or whether it is like something like black lives matter where people have like galvanized and used it for like uh, to organize to try to find some kind of change because sure. I feel like everyone's yeah. like yeah we have to get better <coughs> and uh unless you're a donald trump voter in which case you're like we have to make it worse <laughs> and <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think if you, if you hopefully like, sometimes you got to yell and you just hopefully like, I mean, it's cool. Like, honestly, like I remember when I first started to write, like it would, it was, it, and it, it still is on some level, like a privilege to be like, yeah, people like no one necessarily has to care what you have to say. Yeah. You know sure, what I mean? Like, sure. like honestly, like everyone, like everyone deserves to have on some level, like, I mean, there's a very famous Christopher Hitchens quote where he's like, it's been said that everyone has a book in him. And for the most part, I think that's where it should stay, <laughs> you know? And it's like, there's something to that as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But there's also something to like, everyone does deserve to have their voice to be heard because there's a lot of people who, who's unfortunately been silenced like for, for horrible reasons. And, um, yeah, you have to, I think like hopefully try to write something like that's informed or at least listen. I think that's like, honestly, the thing that like, as I've gotten older is like more valuable is like to just like listen to people. And it's like, you don't necessarily have to agree with them, but like whether you think their point is valid doesn't matter in a way because it's like, that's where they are, you know? And I think, uh, 
you have to kind of try to do that. And I think with my stories, like it's like a running joke where it's like, I'll like interview somebody that I think I'm going to hate. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, they're all right. And like, it's like, it's a good and a bad thing. And maybe reduces a little bit of objectivity, but it hopefully would have some empathy. You're like, okay, I can understand. So I think that's like sort of what you're always aspiring towards. Who were some of those like people that, that really made an impression on you Uh, along the way? Well, probably like mostly dead writers, honestly. And like Fred's. Yeah, you know what I mean, like just like, like who, like who were those people? Like, what, what were some of those experiences? Because like, the, the, at the end of the day, like in in, in our lives, I feel like the, and Ghostface Killer, right? right? <laughs> but there there are unsung heroes in all of our lives, right? That like people that we meet, whether it's it's somebody that we've looked up to or whether it's somebody that we've grown up with, there are people that really impact us. And along the way, being that that. You, it, 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 it's wild to me to like be able to like to literally be like okay let me tell you about what I what I feel like seeing you're a writer this is what it's impacted me by but there are people that, that have come across in your life that really have made an impact now whatever the time was or whatever you were going through at that moment like who were some of the people that like I mean, along along that way really you know it's interesting I think it's like people that are uh it can be good and bad. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. there were like definitely people in my life that like were bad people that kind of like for like, and I think when I was younger, that was a big part of it was like people that like told me I couldn't do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or like, like I remember when I was like in college and like I was like my first creative or it was my first, I think it was my second creative writing class. And like, to be fair, like I was a totally arrogant idiot kid. Like, yeah. but like, you know, I was like really confident and I was like really like, excited to be writing you know what i mean yeah. i was like looking for things and th- and this yeah. professor was just like kind of treated me like i was an idiot like mm. i was an asshole and like originally like if i ever got my first book published that like my my like i wanted to be like with no thanks to her which is like a horrible thing and thank <laughs> god i grew out of that <laughs> my friend at the time was like jeff like that's like come on like, you're still be better on. than that and i'm like no <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> you're literally holding on to it for years you're like no i'm putting uh, that I'm in like, yeah, I was like, i'm, I'm never going out of this never it's like bro like chill and uh <laughs> but yeah i mean and then there were people i think like you know like i don't know like honestly like every writer like i it's so dumb but like I, like on a daily basis yeah. like, i try to just read like i try to read older stuff you know it's like whoever like you know it's it's been so many phases where you'll like be obsessed with, like i don't know i was obsessed with like i didn't have scott fitzgerald face you have like your hunter thompson phase your jack kerouac phase your joan yeah. didion phase your tom wolf you know it's like sure. truman capote like you know and like I like then like Nelson Algren and like uh, William Styron. Like you have like, I have like, you know, you, you love you history, find, bro. Like, well, yeah. I mean, they're all like writers, but I mean, a lot of their stuff is like, it's old. So yeah, it's become no, history. but yeah. But yeah. Because like, history is past and present, right? Well, that's like where wisdom comes from, right? Like, yeah. sure. like, I'm not getting like, I mean, there are wise people obviously in the world, like a lot of them, but it's, it's hard, you know, with the noise. So you're like, all right, well, this has survived the test of time. So on some level, and then there's, sometimes there's writers like, like I just said, Nelson Algren is one of my favorite writers. And uh, they get kind of passed over by history. Like, you know, I have a, like a, a story supposedly coming out this year on like I found all the, the surviving members of the Beat Generation. And like uh, those are some of my favorite writers ever. And uh, wow, it's been done for a while. So hopefully it's coming out soon. But, uh, you know, you can there's a lot that we risk forgetting. You know, we think I, that like the Internet makes it so like everyone. But like it, it gives you just like an immediate like you're just stuck in the present. You know what I mean? Like you're you're so sure. like you know and it's like or you fall into the trap immediately over you're like i want to resist the present and just like live in the past 
And uh, I think that's like the challenge is like to kind of find that balance where you're like, you remember that this is just kind of like another passing moment, but at the same time, like uh, are not like living in your cocoon. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting point. How do you, um, how do you balance that going back to kind of like, you only feel like maybe you're not able to really be completely free in what you write. Is that part of it? I mean, honestly, I mean, like, I feel free, like, in, in, in terms of, like, most of the stories I write, like, I don't feel like necessarily editors are constraining what I have to say, but, um, you know, I just, like, kind of, like, would like to write about their topics, I think, I think, like, life is a lot more than music, and music is important, and I don't think I'll ever stop writing about music, but at a certain point, like, it's, it is a little one-dimensional, I mean, I, I write about, you know, I've written about sports, I've written about, like, politics a little bit, Sure. I try to write about, you know, I wrote about, whatever you know like a writer like you know it's like it's like if you're a musician you can play like the guitar and you can probably figure out a saxophone you just might not be good at the saxophone but you can figure it out so i you know um but yeah now i want to write a book and i'm trying to do that at some point in the next year is my goal so what what are the topics that interest you right now i mean i mean i think politics is super fascinating honestly because it's like i mean it's, it's, it's like it's ter- fucking insane. It's, it's you, terrifying. Like literally, like I, I'm literally picturing a, a creator developed based on you in like House of Cards in 2037. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm I look a lot like Kevin Spacey, so I <laughs> Kevin Spacey. I have is, that is, Kevin Spacey vibe. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that guy's like, yeah. yeah. No, but for real, because like your history background, naturally, a lot of history is, is the development of of politics and and, and all of these things and, and interplay, like. What is it about politics? Like, I want to just explore, like, the because it's crazy. Because you just said that, and it hit me. It's like, wow, like you're you're. It's wild because I'm speaking for an audience that I don't know. But if <laughs> I was, what I do every day. So. Yeah, but like, if yeah. I was one of your peers, like, you're my favorite writer's favorite writer. No, you feel me? That. No, for real. Like, but that's just me, right? Like, okay, that, that's, I, like, I, I, no, I, I have, I have to like always asterisk yeah. after it Seriously, because like you're it's definitely like, gonna write my obituary. I mean, <laughs> look, bro, like it. I'm gonna literally be weeping. You feel me? Sing to it. I'm gonna be weeping. Okay. I don't, I don't think I'll be able I'm to paying get there. full page ads, and you're just writing the whole thing. You're just be like, <laughs> Jack Weiss was the greatest person ever, and I'm like. Yeah. It'll be a three-page. <laughs> it, 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 this is all fact. It, it'll be a three-page spread, front and back, right, with two pictures, full page pictures, done. But like you have such you're a voracious reader. You literally like have for the sake of the 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 cliche, you've done your research. You you love your research. You love what's gotten us here, right? And the crazy shit is like and hate. Yeah. But you you actually seek an opinion and and look for Yeah. What has happened and and what the implications are for where we are? Yeah, to a degree. I just want people to try to be honest to each other mm. and like and like just be like. I mean, that's so dumb. But like that that like that's the only thing is like I feel that's, like I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes like I feel like every corp like not every corporation because there's good ones, there's bad ones. It's it's you can't play with a broad brush, but like. I just like wish people would like not put on these like kind of fake voices or like you know mm. I, I wish people would like try to just do better because it's like on some level like we've kind of seen like america and like a lot of places just slide because we just buy into this like sort of thing and like i think we can kind of see it now and like i've kind of felt this for a long time but it's like one of those things you don't want to be like it it is sanctimonious to kind of be like one of those people you know but uh and i think like it was interesting because i wasn't necessarily uh like the bernie thing like i was a little like whatever but like in hindsight like it is important it's like very important 
that like that kind of movement uh, continues, I think. Because, sure. Like it's, he's like fighting for, you know, not, not to say that, but I don't know. Just wrote about run the jewels. So on some level you're like, eh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. No. no, but I mean, just in, in any level, I think Elizabeth Warren's amazing. I, I like, I hope that like, a. I hope that people can kind of get more politically and active. Like, you know, I went to those protests, uh, but it takes, more Trump. Vo- it, it takes voices, bro. Yeah. I mean, it does. It does. I mean, like, I think there's a lot of good ones. I think like there can always probably be more. Yeah. And, uh, but that's time. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like it's a, it's like an interesting time for civilization right now. Cause you're just like, all right, this is happening. Like this is gathering storm clouds. You're like, I've seen this in a history book. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's also a crazy time for news and media though, because like more than ever, like you've seen insane amount of just like how the media twists so much shit being a journalist and, and being a writer yourself. Like, how do you feel about all that? And why is like, how can people trust fucking any media? Well, it's like kind of scary because I feel like there's like a presumption of guilt, like from the mm. get go. And I don't think mm. that's necessarily fair because like, I do like, I'll, I'll give you like an example. Like this is like, I was like a dumb line, like, but in my like, uh, tribe called quest review in like the Washington post, like I was like, it was like if Trump's election felt like a nine 11 in the American soul, which is like probably a little overwrought, <laughs> but like kind of true. Yeah. And like, but like they cut it. Were you yelling there? What? In that line? Was I yelling? Like yelling, like, um, to get people's like you know how you said before you have to no like, yeah. that was, that was no, beautiful no I just that was you know you feel that shit Respect. it was that shit was horrible and uh, it was like the darkest night of it was like the, the darkest night I've ever seen like it was like the worst acid trip of my life and <sighs> holy uh, shit but I think like they they cut it and it was those moral stories they cut it and uh, like because the media is like has like a presumption of being like vaguely objective you can't just be totally like and it was like a you know it was a review in in the culture section uh, but it, I mean I think it was cut because it was a good editor you know what I mean yeah. it should have been and the truth is it should have been cut that was like there was Whoa, a, it was a line okay. where you're editorializing you know mm. and uh, that's wild and and like but that's my my point being is like I don't think like there's like this like it's not this like okay, all like the New York Times, the Washington Post, like the LA Times, it's all this global, you know, this conspiracy to like, I mean, they're just doing their best. I mean, like, what are you supposed to do when like the opposition is like actually like lying? You know what I mean? Like when the whole thing is like, it's at a certain point, like there's no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like I can't believe how, how much we lie to each other as just a a people. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess that's, that's human nature, but like, I feel like we at like a certain point, like had a certain values where you're like, that is totally wrong. And somebody has to stand up and now everyone's like winning. And you're like, let's take it a step back yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, 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 yeah. It a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You have to have something, you know, so I, I feel that's kind of American society. So I don't know. Like I, I hope to, you get older, I think, and you like just want to make things like a little bit better. <laughs> like you're like, hopefully like God, like this is like getting dark. What do you, what do you but, think that takes? Like I, just, takes, just, I don't know. Like it's from not a one person thing for yeah. sure. It's like a, I don't know. Like it's, I, but I, but it is a one person thing. It's just it, that's what it takes. Honestly, it's just everyone like just doing a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Just making it a little bit better. Like on yeah. some way. Like you know what I mean? Like just even Care if it's like for a second. even if it's just like clean up after yourself. You know what I mean? Like rack your weights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for real. But like that's kind of what it is. I like that. I think, and I think like we've as Americans, we're very like, nah, man, we're fine. <laughs> I feel you. And, and it's like, but it's like, no, we're not. And I don't think other, I think a lot of people are feeling that kind of way. And I'm hoping that, 
I don't know. Like I, I hope like I can yell out enough and hope, you know, four people like are like, okay, <laughs> you know, that's the goal. You're like, nah, four people are like that makes sense. You cause like, that's all you can do. Right. To help if, you know, like I think like but, for but me, like, like every, like the, the, I think the only goal of being a writer is to just kind of be what your inspirations were to you or it's like, mm. you know, on some level you're you, like, you, Oh, like you're like a lot, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like you're bound, I feel like you're younger and you're like bouncing around and you're trying to like figure out your way. And like, hopefully like, you know, you can be like kind of like that intellectual kind of thing, intellectual way station or something. We can just be like, all right, cool. Like I read that. That was, that was good. That, yeah. Like, I learned something. For so, real. I mean, yeah. that's honestly like how I look at it. And there's I mean, so I'm, many, I'm, like, I like, I'm, personally like indebted to so many people i think that yeah like history like it is it is true like and i have a you know whether it's like a just like random writers any book you read kind of like that that's the thing i feel like it's it's again it's trite but like reading has sort of become like we we consume information on the internet we don't necessarily read and absolutely it's hard and i think like we you know i don't know one of those things where like that's why like vince staples where he's like you know read a book or like you know straight up like that, that's cool like vince staples like uh like is talking about like mike davis city of courts in his interviews i don't know if you guys have read city courts it's an amazing book about uh, los angeles no actually. and uh yeah he was like this like marxist uh professor really really brilliant guy and wrote okay. a book city of courts that kind of it's like 80s and 90s la kind mm-hmm. of, oh nice like, i think he wrote it in an edition where it's like kind of talks about the riots and everything afterwards but it, it kind of uh worth reading i'm gonna yeah just read it it's wild for me bro because like to me it comes off like gushing and i know it and i've just like not given a fuck about it right but in in just hearing your story and 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 just hearing your passion for your wife right (laughs) for real no but look no no but look this is my thing is that your honesty is 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 that one person right and for somebody that can literally go from speaking to you as an equal to also fan fangirling the fuck out with you, right? We should get better heroes. Hey, look, <laughs> there's Young Thug. That guy is look. I, cool. I I got a multitude. <laughs> young Thug is the greatest. I, I got a He's multitude cool. of heroes, and they're tiered. But like, it's it's historic what your honesty is able to do to people that appreciate it, right? Because there are people out there that seek change may not know how to do it want to do something don't know maybe they find it maybe they don't but voices like yours especially when you think of like media and propaganda right is that your voice is honest to god what what your opinion and and what you see well i'm sure that's somebody else's propaganda you know what i off mean off top like, you know it's off like, top but but like if people could really be honest with themselves within and just literally outside, right? I truly feel like this world would be a better place because a lot of what's driven, especially communicated to people, is like what one literally empty mind feels like would come across and be accepted by another empty mind. There are those with My mind is mostly empty. I feel you. But your emptiness, you have fucking electrons flying around like fucking fission explosions. I feel you. It's empty in space. I respect that, right? But it's beautiful because, like, at the end of the day, you have a really honest voice, and it's fucking epic. You know what I'm saying? That. Like that, that. That that's the simplistic form that I can get outside of my fucking vagina monologue that I just <laughs> out there. You feel me? We all have one. Hey, it's lit, and I just laid it out. My love for Jeff Weiss. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, man. I mean, I said like you're you're this uh, this constant voice. I mean, and it's been going on for like over a decade. That's the crazy part, dude. You know, when I was talking to Anoush before getting you on here, it's like you've been consistently doing this for over a decade, and not even just for LA, but like you, your writing is a staple here in LA. You know, like and writing and in also, general, bro, and also just to tap in, like think about all the interviews you have and the, and the people that come in. You may not see it as like, you know, I made it or success or or I'm a successful writer, but like you, you really are. Like you are like deep in this game, especially here, um, in a, in a very real way, you know. Um, and I think with as much shit as there is that can easily cloud that, like you do. S- stick out from that and I think it comes from your honesty and, and I mean say your passion but how do you get out of the sea of bullshit because you know you can point to you know just being consistent and being that voice but I do think there has to be an underlying like honesty very strong perspective that's only yours that people can rely on like when I read your stuff I'm like okay this is Jeff's perspective and obviously it's very well written but it's also uh, just a smart, deep perspective on your topic. Do you think in the sea of bullshit, how do you how do you stand out from the crowd, especially now? Like, how do you continue to do that? I mean, I don't know. Like, I think like every every single piece you write is like its own like fight, and like uh, you just try to make it as good as. I mean, it's it's hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of like. Sometimes it's not even your choice. Sometimes I think it is like the story. Like, it's going to dictate like how good it's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, like it depends on how long you have, how much time you have, like what you know what I mean. Like, everyone has to live, so it's just like. Do you think it's gotten harder? Like, do you think your your quote unquote career as a writer has become more challenging? with the influx of like constant, you know, the way one, the way media changes, especially like the blogosphere is not really like cracking anymore. Number one. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's it's like, I mean, it's, it's constantly challenging. I think everything, I mean, media is always, there probably are more jobs, but like the jobs that you have are maybe not jobs you necessarily want in media. Mm. Um, like there is an ease where it's like when I first, you know, got out of school, like there was no way to like, I didn't know how to get a job and like as a journalist, you know what I mean? It's like, what, how do you like, you know, I, I, got an interview once at the LA times and it was like, thanks, but no thanks. You know, that was sure. the closest, you know, and then like I got, I was a business paper and then you're like, well, how do you get over to a place? And like, I think the internet like opened up a wealth of places. Like there was not really a complex. I mean, there was complex in print before, but like, or fader got obviously a lot bigger with the internet or pitchfork is obviously an internet only or vice or like all these places where it's like, well, you, it's, it's also this, this Buzzfeed. Like, you can go on and on. Yeah. Like, but it's, places. I feel now though, we live in like a time where it's so much about like the headline and the copy, whatever the, the, the copywriter does and getting those like, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the, the click shit, well, dude. I think it's incumbent upon people. I think to like, like the read, read with like a little more like, uh, patience maybe and like maybe like a little more care and I think like people are like get outraged and it's like okay like it's a dumb headline I clicked on it but like read the story and like I think a lot of the time if you read the story like it's actually but like you know we I mean it's like easier said than done right because we live in a culture where it's like you just see the headline like your time like your brain is just getting a bunch of things firing yeah. at you and uh, do you yeah. ever feel like you have to compete with that uh, yeah I mean I think it's like it's, I mean Elias, yeah bro. I think everyone does I think like on some level like you have to think of a way in which like you can be more I mean and sometimes you fail like you want to ideally be more clever than that you're like okay I can think of something that people want to click on and it's true to the thing but 
that's not easier said than done. People are pressed for time. Like they got to go. Like you're not going to sit there. Like you don't have six hours. We're like, I'm going to think about my headline and my, <laughs> my subhead, you know, you sure, don't have sure. that time. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I think it's hard for any journalist right now. I think a lot of any, anybody on the internet, honestly, whether they're journalists or not, I think it's, it's a, it's a daily day to day fight to not go insane. Well, and, and also, I think that's like the battle you have to win. Just like, just don't go insane. <laughs> and like, do what you need to do to stay kind of sane. And also like the, the mass amount of content is very different now than it was 10 years ago. Like you could go on a blog and have maybe one post for the day, literally. And now you have to fill that shit up with, you know, a post every, you know, like, 10 minutes totally i mean you do but you don't i mean like it goes both ways like mm. i don't know my site like we don't we're not like i mean hopefully like well, i want to do a patreon in the next year so if anyone's listening uh, mm. um but yeah like you don't have to i mean like yeah. i don't make money off my site i just do it kind of i've done it for i i it's not for the love it's a, that's a dumb expression because like you do it for yourself and like it's corny to be like oh for the love like you, you know you do it because you want to do it and uh yeah, like you just have to kind of keep going and like we have to, I think I'll try to like, you know, it's hard to just do the best you can. Yeah, and just, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy because... Listen to more Nate Dog. You know? <laughs> 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 Always listen to more Nate Dog. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Nate Dog. Um, I just think, yeah, the way media has changed, like from your Facebook feed to like even what Facebook has become to what your Twitter feed has become, it's so much fucking click shit and yeah. so much like. Do you like Snapchat? Yeah, I, I'm not. Act- <laughs> I'm like, I'm not active on Snapchat. Yeah, I couldn't go there. That was like, that was the one where I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I don't know. Like, I feel like I want to be like, I'm just not such a social wrong. media I feel like dude. that was not the point in your life where you're like, I'm going to get into Snapchat. Yeah, it's just like, it, no, it, it, like see, the, it the seems like more of a once, chore. Once like Once yeah. Instagram got thuggish and like brought the stories <laughs> out. Like, with a brilliant takedown. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to another like application root, that often. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I? Like, I'll only go to check the filters out and be the Persian best friend again. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Like a motherfucking character exists in Snapchat and that's the only thing that exists. You know what's what? Like, I want to I want to ask you this: How has it been working within the system? Because you have a freedom, but then you also have editors and other people that most of the time are brilliant in their own jobs as well, and sometimes aren't. Like, yeah. what's the what's the writer fight? Or what's you, the? You got to pick your battles. I think. Like, you know, I think you really got to pick your battles, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you're gonna get frustrated. I mean, yeah. like any writer is just gonna get frustrated. Sometimes it's like it happens to me. Like at least once a week, you know, where you're just like, Ugh. but you hopefully like, I mean, I, I've worked with tons of great editors, honestly, like, you yeah. know, I, I, I start listing them. You're just like, you're going to start leaving, you know, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's good and there's bad in every profession. It's, it's, you have to try to like be as Zen as you can. Yeah. Then I fail. I feel you. You don't, <laughs> like, you don't fuck everything. I, like, what? You don't strike me as like the Zen type. I do meditate. Don't tell anybody. I respect that. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Well, Jeff, man, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to ask him one more question. I'm I'm, going to let Nushi hit you with that. No, no, but I want to ask him one more question before we Uh, we awesome it out. And and forgive me for being like corny as shit. Like, this is like a pink uh, unicorn flying through here. But like, you're writing the obituary. It's cool. Off top. Okay, then then now, like, for for the tears that I'm going to shed, I'm asking this question. In, In looking forward, right, and just thinking about like, because you strike me as somebody, and, and I'm making assumptions. If I'm wrong, please yeah. let me know. But you strike me as somebody that really like has conviction for what they stand for and, and, and also 
what they they're going to be known for like what what their what their impact is going to be whatever whatever it is what 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 is it that's driving you and what do you what do you want like if you could dream of anything even like utopian world like in in your function in your craft in your being like what is it that the wise wants to accomplish you know i don't know i just like i'd like to like write you know i'd like to make a living writing books yeah. and like maybe other like things like and not have to necessarily be like you know warped in the grind and like one yeah. day be able to buy a house and one day be able to like retire like a normal human being straight up but i mean writers don't really retire but like you know you're like don't want to be like 95 years old and, like freaking out and you're like ah i'm in like this like weird futuristic dystopian hell <laughs> donald trump is still president <laughs> no. Like, no how did we get four terms <laughs> Fuck. no and uh yeah he's 127 <laughs> And even more his even hair more. is still un- imperfectly yeah. perfect. Yeah. Super orange. Yeah, man. I just, uh, I just, it's, it's like being an alcoholic. It's like a day by day thing. <laughs> You're like straight up, just, just like try to get through the next one, and like hopefully, like don't fuck it up that day. So, straight up, you know, and try to focus. It's hard. I, that's the other thing. I think like it's like this world is crazy as fuck, and like everyone's on their phone constantly. I'm on my phone constantly, and it's like we need to like figure out a way where we can like establish boundaries where we're like I'm not gonna look at my phone for an hour but I say that and I'm like immediately I'm like look at my phone so that's so hard to do it's though it's hard man like yeah. you don't go to those like, like no phone people there's so much yeah. there's so much good that's but you on know your phone what? you know yeah. what I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still man, yeah. I'm still gonna be literally just like on my phone Cause it's crazy when you like when you lose your phone, misplace it, or just don't know yeah, where it you is. Like freak you, out! You're you, like, you oh my like god! It. You're like, right? you're like the world. You're like, oh no! Yeah, the, yeah world stops. I can't, <laughs> oh, you you can't move on. The life rafts overboard. I, I feel I, like I lose my phone and I can't drive my car. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you're not what leaving. the fuck? You're not yeah, leaving. we've become Zuland. Yeah, like great. Like I'm like. So right. so to say that I've accepted the the digital revolution, everything is done fine, but on on a last note, I truly look forward to the books that you write along the way that myself hopefully they'll happen yeah regardless of whether they do they don't and like along the way it could be fucking 20 years it may be three it may be 10 right like the grandma moses yeah yeah but i truly look forward to to that's a cool reference. What you cre- <laughs> It's wild. Because I'm like, word. <laughs> you know, he the bomb listen to my rap. I'm literally just listen like, to rap fuck. music. I literally guys. was waiting because yeah. I was like, I think I heard Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. No, but look, like. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Dave Chappelle what? right now, bro. Am I <laughs> Clayton Bigsby or what? But it, it's truly been an honor. And like, look, I look forward to. to just hearing more of the Weiss. Cool. Right. Thank and you. continuing Thanks to hear it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No, you know what I'm uh, saying? And uh, yeah, just, I don't know. Like if people want to read my stuff, like Twitter, I guess they can find me. Where can they Weiss. find you? At? I have a label, uh, POW Recordings. That's uh. Uh, a lot of really like, I, I'm a lot of talented people. So we, we're, you know, putting out a lot of records this year. And, uh, oh, so, oh, you have a record label? Hold on, can, yeah. can, can we, yeah. All right. We're stopping okay. this. Wait. Let, the end didn't come I, here. Hold on. <laughs> chicky, 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 chicky. Yeah. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, 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 we're going back on that. I had no clue you had a record label. Yeah, no, we just uh, started in the last year. So no like, way. Yeah, we put out a couple of records last year. Uh, uh, Chester uh, Watson, uh, really talented rapper. From, awesome. Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. And this kid, Jordan Raff, is amazing. A singer. Oh. singer uh, actually, uh, Persian as well. Half Persian. Really? Yeah, went to UCLA. Really, in your hood. But uh, 
Very talented. That's wild. That's very awesome. brilliant singer. Yeah, watch, watch his Roses video. It's amazing. No, we have a bunch of albums uh, coming out next year. This guy, Natia. Hey, uh, you, you, no way. Amazing. Bro, bro, bro. Hold on. Talk to it, man. I thought, I thought we were what going home. What the fuck? We're not ending. going home, too. I was no, ready to go home. Yo, we're ready to go home when we pulled you the fuck back. Hold the fuck up. Yeah. This is... This is the the crescendo, dog. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'll, we'll let you leave in a second, but let's get POW. Don't worry, everyone already left. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. like, dude, I don't want to listen. This is, no, this is the encore that no one asked for. Every, you know what I'm yeah. we, we just left Seriously. and came back. Yeah, we're into, but we're interns at your dad's law firm, so like, we just came. We got fired. We came back. Yeah, um, Justin, us and the drum kit. Talk to us about that. Hold on. You know, at a certain point, like, you know, you've done the website for a long time and I discovered, I, th I thought a lot of people that I thought were really talented and there wasn't necessarily like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great labels, but like there's, you know, the amount that they had, like you can only do so much as a label, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like yeah. certain labels, like whatever. And, uh, so I just, you know, basically Chester Watson, uh, who, who was amazing. Like, honestly, like I, I cannot recommend him enough. He just like, I'm not, I'm biased obviously, but he was one of my favorite rappers and like, I was like, okay, let's put out one of your tapes. And, you know, I like, it was a good experience and we pressed it up on vinyl and, you know, then Jordan came <sighs> along. And so we, and then just like, you know, you come across a lot of people that are like, oh, you're putting on records. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think um, it's not my natural thing necessarily to be like entrepreneurial. Cause I'm like, I, yeah, I'm a writer like, yeah. first and foremost, you, but you have same, a fucking platform, bro. But at the, yeah, at the same time, like I, I like it and, and journalism can kind of get, you know, journalism can get, it can be a grind on a day to day basis. And like yeah. on any level, like I think it's just like uh it's cool to like be able to hopefully like on some level put out cool stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Shake like the fuck like up. I remember yeah. being you know like a kid and just being like I, I like I always liked labels. You know, there's a ton of amazing labels like in LA. There's, I mean, you name it. Like so many good labels. Like uh, I mean, Stones are obviously like Brain Feeder is a great label. You know, uh, not not fun, but a lot of you know the yeah. list goes on all day. And um, so yeah, hopefully you know innovative leisure it's like you, you know but uh you just kind of want to like you find like talent you're just like i don't know you want to tell the world i think that's like ultimately the thing is like you uh, just want to share like yeah. anything uh, with, with somebody's story or somebody's music tell the motherfucking say, world bro <laughs> fuck i'm doing my best yes that's awesome so like what what what's your what's your role in in, in the label and do you like yeah What's your role in the label? And this is guy Hannibal Moncrief who runs it. He's a he runs Peyote off the coast of Papua New Guinea. He's a wild man. It was his fucking money. lit. Yeah, he helped me and Haley Potaker, uh kind of just uh That that was my like talk to us about your team and but he got me. My there. team? Yeah. yeah, Hannibal Moncrief. He's the he's the he's the muscle behind the operation. Lit. He's yeah, nice. he's uh he's like the Suge Knight shadowy figure and and like I fucking just kind of was, lit, he's really the guy that makes the decisions and I'm sort of just the guy that kind of, you know, in the back, kind of just like, all right. All right, smoking a cigar, and, <laughs> but yeah. you're yelling from yeah, the going back, to bro. like clubs and going to like CD jazz clubs in the underworld, and be like, yeah, <laughs> nice <laughs> that trombone player. <laughs> they have a career, you know? Yeah, that's like my alter ego. Got a future. To be like in like like the 1940s, like a jazz club, and be like starting chess records. That's like, fucking lit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Check it out. POW, POW, Twitter. PW recordings, whatever you'll find. It's the internet. Fuck yeah, you better find it's it. The fucking internet. That's so lit. Shout yeah. out to this encore though. First time huge. ever shit. Huge. You know I'm, I'm about to do a huge guitar solo, but we should go. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. And then, uh, For the after party. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could connect with uh, Otto Von Bismarcky at, uh, was it Passion Weiss? At Passion Weiss, yeah. At Passion uh, Weiss. Yeah, passionthewise.com. 
Passion the Weiss. Uh, go there. Red Bull Radio Show. Bookmark Get that your shit. Fucking ass over there. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Whatever you guys want to do. You seem like nice people. Off yeah. Top. <laughs> cool. Well, Jeff, thank you so much, man. Thank Seriously, uh, super honored to have you on. Yeah. For um, real. And really appreciate you, man. My pleasure. You're an icon to me. That's how I put <laughs> That's it. That's all that matters. Right. <laughs> yeah. Done. Thank you. Awesome. Mama, Mama, we made it. <laughs>